Fanatics, this is A to the J. As you hear the sound effects, we are on location in Virginia Beach, Virginia, doing what we do. We're about to set you up with a beautiful lady who's got a great story. You know, I don't like to give away too much, but um, let's get to this. Good, how are you? I'm blessed, I'm blessed. This is A to the J. We were just gonna, forgive me, I'm a little flustered here. We are on location, so forgive the noise in the background. Is everything okay? Okay. Are you good to go? Yes, I am. Okay, okay. Did anyone tell you how our show works? No, they did not. Oh, okay. I'll make sure I fire somebody when I get back to the office. But no, basically, our format is no format. Have you had a chance to listen to our show? Uh, I did when I first spoke to him a couple of months ago, yes. Okay, okay, I did see that. It's been a minute. We've been trying to get you on for quite a while. Mm-hmm. And what'd you think? Great show. Do you remember the episodes that you listened to? No, not off the top of my head. Oh, okay, okay. Well, we just, like I said, it's simple conversation as we're having right now. Um, and basically, would you prefer a recorded show or a live show? Whatever suits your, your schedule. Oh, I'm, no, no. We're, we're all I'm, about the guests here. Yeah, I'm, I'm good with either. Okay, well, welcome well, to a live show. Oh, okay. Fanatics, how y'all doing? This is A to the J, and as always, we love to have our beautiful guests be warned, but I always give them a choice anyway. Lovely lady, tell them who you are, where you are, and what you do. My name is Nanette Buchanan. I'm from Fayetteville, North Carolina, homebred from Newark, New Jersey. And I am a retired sergeant from the Department of Corrections in New Jersey. Thank you for I, your service. I am now a speaker. And hey, I'm here to help anybody, inspire, motivate, and help them heal and reveal whatever their pain might have been. I like that. Can I borrow that? Still heal and reveal. Can I borrow that? I like sure? it. I like it. I like it. As a speaker myself, I definitely understand it. I'm working on being an author. My book is in production now. So tell me a little bit more in the background. How did, how did we get to corrections? How did that happen? Um, it began quite a while ago. I've always been a children's advocate. And working in the Boys and Girls Club in Newark and working with children as a track coach and um, always around the, the urban children. Um, I found that a lot of them were falling in between cracks. So I thought about going into corrections to help eliminate some of the, the misconceptions that we have about why children get involved. A lot of them get involved because they don't know any better. Something that they choose to do, but something that they fall prey to. And in doing that, I decided to go into corrections. I wanted to go into the youth facilities, but I found out that there were politics and other things that would allow any type of reform, really, is just a transitional place for them to go into the adult facility. So I wound up going into the adult facility. Did 25 okay. years there, some training and other things within the department, and then decided to retire. Okay, okay. Well, again, I appreciate your service. Thank you for helping the youth and helping the young adults. As a troubled young adult myself, I didn't get in trouble, but I, I fractured a few laws. I didn't break any. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's what usually happens. It usually comes from, you know, just wanting to be a part of, you know, your peers and 
different groups and different activities. Well, see, and okay. Well, how how would you like me to address you, Miss Buchanan? How would you like me to address you? Miss Nanette, okay, okay. So see, for me, I was a little different though because I, I wasn't trying to get in, I wasn't trying to be a part of everybody else. I actually wanted to get away from everybody else, which is usually what got me in trouble. I was always because the, I mean, fanatics, you guys know you've been with me for over two hundred episodes. Thank you very much for that. I I was the kid. I didn't want to be around anybody because I didn't have a life a home style that was conducive to being around people. And my separation from everyone usually put me in places of where I shouldn't be. Kind of how that worked for me. And and that's just another check off box on the list of things that do happen. That that's just another area where you know we fail sometimes as a community to embrace the children that do have that. Okay. Or to even seek them out. So okay. that that is an, uh, a way of either going one way or the other. Which is, um, it's a maze when you're you're young, you know. It's a matrix, and trying to go through it sometimes you need a little guidance. But if we don't see it, we have no way of guiding it. All right, all right, I understand that. Tell us a little bit about your childhood. My childhood was pretty good. I, I grew up in a two two parent home, and um, went to a Catholic school. Went to a, a, a her primarily arts school. I went to Art High in Newark, New Jersey, and um, went to Rutgers College. So, I mean, I had the basics. I, I couldn't say that I liked for anything, and I couldn't say that I didn't get the opportunity to do different things. I got an opportunity to travel, express myself, do, you know, do many things. I was into sports, um, great athlete, uh, ran track, played basketball, bowled. I, I did a little bit of everything. So I had a pretty good childhood, pretty good childhood. Wasn't until adulthood that I realized that everything was confusing. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You you, you were fig- you figured it out as a kid and couldn't figure it out as an adult? How does that work? figured it out as an adult. It just seems so much easier to be a kid. Isn't you know, that kind of a backwards way to do that? You know, you, you, you say that when you're a child. I can't wait to grow up. And then when you grow up, you're like, oh, my God, what did I ask for? So, you know, things, okay. things, um, things go well. Um, married, two kids. Congrats, congrats. Did we um, want to shout out, you want to shout out the hubby and the kids' names? Uh, James Buchanan and, um, my children are Tanisha and Aaron. And they're grown. Okay. We have children. And so I have five grands. And I'm, wow. I'm, I'm blessed. I'm yes, blessed. you are. And, and just so the family knows, all Buchanans, you were invited to be here. Yes, yes. There, there, um, there, there are exceptional points in, in my life that I can say. Um, a lot of things that steered me one way or the other, I would say, and, and I do say, when I do speaking engagements, I always tell everybody that everyone has a DPS, and that's God's plan for success. Okay. And luckily for me, I followed the plan not knowing that it was a plan. But you know, sometimes when you get into something, you find out that, how did I get here? And when you reflect back on it, you always put the dots together and say, you know, if it wasn't for that, I wouldn't have gotten this. Absolutely. If it wasn't for this, I wouldn't have gotten that. Absolutely. So it all falls into a plan, and, and a lot of times, most of the time, it's not our plan. It's a plan that's already been designed, and people need out, and all we're doing is following a course. Okay. So, I've had, I've had a pretty good life. 
I started writing in 2007 and well, started publishing in 2007, I'll say. I started writing when I was in college in Rutgers. Um, started writing in 2007, published um, my first book, and um, I've been writing ever since, and I have 14 published books now. Well, tell us about some of your favorite ones. Um, one of my favorites is Gossip Line. Um, it's now being scripted for a play or a film. Um, Congrats. I really enjoyed writing that book because it was the first twist of drama that I wrote. My books are reality fiction. I write about real things that go on. And I just changed the character, the character's names. And to add to the suspense and drama, I ask questions that we always ask while we're watching television Why? or looking at the news. Why? Why? What, what, <laughs> what happened? What did they do? Why did they do that? You know, who would do that? You know, what the heck? You know, that kind of stuff. So that's what I add into the books just to add to the drama and suspense. But the, re the stories are real. Okay. My first story, um, I was working 10 years with my sister-in-law, and my husband did not know he had a sister. So wow. That, you know, the questions that come up, what would happen if I fell in love with her? I didn't know she was even my sister. Yeah. What, what would have happened if we, you know, we really got together? What would have happened if she got pregnant? What would so all of those things are in my first book that became my first saga. It has three parts to it. That's Family Secrets, Lies, and Alibis. And okay. they all can be purchased on my website, www.nanettembuchanan.com. Great segue, because I was about to ask for some socials. <laughs> yep. So, You've like done said, this I've before, haven't you? Yeah, I've got 14 books, different topics, different areas. They touch the gritty, the nitty, and, and everything in between, but okay. they also give people um, some sort of help. For example, I have The Stranger Within, where the young lady is now an adult. She was abused as a child. She does know that she's a little fragile when it comes to love and, and being intimate. And I understand that why. very well. So there's, there's a lot to the re reality of it, and that's why I call it reality fiction. Okay, okay. So, um, tell us about your latest book so I can go ahead and get my signed copy. My latest book is The Corner Pew. Um, it's in another truth-telling story. Um, it's about a, a woman who admires a speaker at Spelman University when she's there at the college. She decides that she wants to go into social work and, and touch on some of the theology things that go on. The woman is irreverent. And she decides to join the church to find out more about this woman. She sends a picture to her aunt to say, hey, this is the woman I'm following. I admire her. She's awesome. And the aunt sends her a message back and says, that's the woman that left you in the hospital when you were born. Wake up. You've got the dreamers to see. So polite. You're busy still saying please But when the night is falling You cannot find the light You feel your dreams are dying Hold on You've got the music in you Don't Give up, the world is gonna pour 
Hello. Okay. Fanatics, you guys know how we do. When they tell us about their work, we go get it. So let's go ahead and grab all those up. I want to see some big numbers out there. I have an idea. We've done this before and it's always worked well. Miss Nanette, give me a number between 1 and 25. 18. 18. She's put it out there. Number 18 that shows me on the websites and on our connections or socials that you have her book. You get an episode. All right, all right. Now watch this. Give me number between 1 and 14. You said you have 14 books, correct? Yes, I do. Give me number between 1 and 14, please. Nine. Anyone that shows me nine of her books in your possession, we'll send them to her to sign. Fanatics, you know we support our people. Let's get all it done. Right. All right. Let's get it done. Let's get it done. I want to take you out the realm. Like I said... Clearly, you you know you you you've talked to many people. We appreciate the fact that you grace our stage, but um, let's give you things that you don't normally get from. Well, a conversation. I don't really call these interviews because I'm not hiring you. So let, let's just let's just have this conversation a little differently. Tell me your favorite word. My favorite word. Yes. Oh, I like it. I like it. A little different. Tell me your least favorite word. Failure. Okay. Completely understandable there. Tell me your greatest achievement. My greatest achievement? Hmm. Being a cancer survivor. God bless and thank you. My mother's a two-time herself. Yes, I found out the day I was getting ready to move to North Carolina. I called my doctor to tell him I needed my transcripts. And I had just had a recent examination with him. And he said, you can't go anywhere. You have cancer. That you is not the news you want to hear. But I'm so blessed and grateful that yeah. you're still here to tell us about it. And, and the thing about it is, even with that being uh, a detour, I won't say it was a, a, a dead end, um, that being a detour, I got through four weeks of chemo and radiation, and a nurse asked me um, what was wrong, that I didn't look like myself. Now, mind you, I'm doing six weeks of chemo and radiation every day because it was an aggressive cancer. And I looked at her, and without hesitating at all, I just didn't retire to this. This is not a part of my plan. And I had to stop and think, what did I look like to her for her to ask that question? Mm. Sometimes we don't notice what we reflect okay. and what people see in us. And whatever she saw that particular day was not my normal. What she saw prior. She hadn't said that any other time. So my next thing was, oh my God, am I reflecting, you know, what I'm going through? And to be honest with you, I had not even faced what I was going through. I was covering, which is what we do. We sometimes put a mask over whatever our problems are, whatever our... our absolutely, our, absolutely. Whatever we're going through. And I had been putting a mask on it. And I had to go back and think, 
you haven't been eating, you haven't been sleeping, you've been going through, you know, wondering if this is going to affect this, if it's going to affect that. What else is it going to lead to? How long are you going to have to do this? Is, is every time you hear this machine, is it actually killing the cancer or is the cancer killing you? Is this spreading? Um, it wound up being a book um, called Managing Your Madness, which is not about cancer. It's not about mental illness, but it is about changing your mindset. Because sometimes our mindset leads us into darker corners. And we don't know that we're going that way. So we have anxiety. We have our high blood pressure. We create um, habits that, that alcohol and drugs and different things. Because in our mind, we're trying to escape what we don't want to face. So I wrote that book as well. Fanatics, if you guys are not taking notes on the nuggets she is dropping right now, I don't know why you're wasting your time. What is happening? Oh my gosh. I need to get me another notepad. Hold on. Okay, okay, okay. Oh my goodness. I, I feel like I should be paying you for these jewels. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. So the book is called Managing Your uh, Managing Your Madness. Okay. Uh, uh, lifestyle of Deliberate uh, Direction. Because even if you take the smallest thing, uh, take a person that tells you, don't talk to me yet, I haven't had my coffee. Oh, what you mean me this morning. Okay. What is that the excuse for? What is, what, what is that covering for? For rude behavior, ill behavior, disconnected behavior, um, I'm not ready yet for today, not being prepared, being late. What is that covering? Well, to be, transparent, to be transparent for myself this morning when I did that, because you, you read my mail now, um, <laughs> I, I honestly was prepared and everything else. I was still reading your file. So technically, I wasn't prepared for you, but I was prepared for everybody else, if that makes sense. Exactly. But, but my point is that in some cases, that becomes habit. Oh, I get you. I get you. And okay. When people do it as habit, it then becomes a madness. Okay. So for mine, it wasn't madness. It was just crazy. Got it. We have those crazy moments. I've had crazy lifestyles in years, so I get your point. Yeah, if you did that on a regular basis, every day, it would drive you crazy. No, I, I, I don't want to do it every day because I think it would drive everybody away from me. Um, so I do try to avoid it. And, that, and that's the madness. It's the person that comes in exactly on time every morning at, at 8 o'clock and gets mad because the phone rings. They choose to leave a little earlier to avoid the traffic they know is going to be there every day. Okay, okay. It's just little things that we do. And what does that cause? Anxiety, you know, frustration. Your blood pressure goes up. Now you got to go to the doctor because they're wondering why, you, why is your blood pressure so high? Because okay. five days out of the week, you're running yourself crazy. So I, I got to know because I, I feel the wisdom in which you're giving us. I hear the transparency in what you're telling us. Let's back up for a second. How did you and the hubby meet? Because he got to be a phenomenal guy to be hanging in your level. Well, that's funny in itself. I don't know if your age group does it, but our age group used to do this thing where you check off, will you be my boyfriend, will you be my girlfriend? Uh, Yeah, I'm 51, I got you. 
Okay. Well, back where in Brooklyn, New York, you didn't have dances, but I get your point. Wow. So who made the first move? He did, of course. I'm not going to admit to anything that I did. <laughs> oh, I, I, was tr- I was trying to put you out there on that limb, Miss Nanette. I was trying. I was trying. You didn't take the apple. Okay. So if you don't mind, if you don't mind sharing his technique, how did he smoothly get, you know, get that first date? But I want I want to know about that first date. That's a great dance. But I want to know about that first date. That first time it was just you, just him. That happened years later. We right. all had we, we both had a first marriage, and um, in as again the GPS. Um, I had to go and get some paperwork from where he was working. Some twenty years later, had seen each other between that time at all, and um, he was there and. Ask me, hey, can we talk? Can we sit down and talk? Yeah, we sit down and talk. And we've been talking ever since. Okay, okay, I like it, I like it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What do you do for fun? We travel. We, we love to travel. Um, we were on a bowling team together before we left Jersey. But we love to travel. We love to do outdoor things, um, explore, go into, you know, different things. And, and you know, just... just Visiting different places. So that, Where's your favorite place that you've gone? Love, love jazz concerts. Love, um, you know, all kind of uh, R&B concerts. Okay. Of he's a he's a stickler for jazz concerts. Some kind of things. Um, my furthest trip. You asked about that. I was asked to speak in Paris um, a couple of years ago. Going back again this uh, coming year. Um, so stop this the return trip. But, uh, Alright. Well, what's on your list to still get to that you haven't reached yet? On my list to get to that I haven't reached yet, I'd like to talk to a crowd of at least 500 to 1,000 people. That's a goal that I'm setting for myself, to have a large crowd that I can talk to about inspiring them and moving on. Um, that's one of the things that I would like to do. The other so my kids don't have to forage got two jobs to pay a mortgage and i've also got a brain life short talk is cheap i'll be working while you sleep still don't think i've got a brain you can try i'll do it faster i was born a multitasker i was raised against the grain I took two bullets in the chest, got three kids, I never rest, and I've also got a brain. You think a resume's enough, who'll step up when things get tough? Don't you want that kind of brain? A degree is a degree, you're gonna want someone like me, but only if you have a brain. 
mission is to open up a beyond literacy program uh, performing arts school okay. for, for youth um, and young adults uh, where I teach them how to write. They get to purge their stories and turn their stories into productions and um, having the center to do that. All right, all right. Can, can I give you can I give you some uh, motivational speaker the motivational speaker advice? Sure. You know that old adage. I I my largest has been blessed with twelve hundred. That's my largest so far. Mm-hmm. You know that old adage where you find someone in the crowd and you focus on them, or you picture everybody naked. Neither one of those work. Right. Neither one of those work. Let, let me be clear about that. So what I did is I I reserved one chair directly in front of me. That I left, that I left empty, yeah. Yes. I left it empty. And I put all my stuff in it, and I focused on my stuff. Yep, yep. And and to be quite honest with you, I've spoken to groups that have been a hundred plus, but it's all been about law enforcement. Oh, okay. So, in in teaching and all of that, I've spoken spoken to groups, group after group after group after group that has been a hundred plus. Right. So that's not. Or, or the concern. I just want people in the room for one agenda, and that's to inspire and motivate them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, I got news for you. You're currently speaking to a group of 40 countries that are being inspired right now by your beautiful words. Well, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I'm just a person that wants to see people do better. And this generation, I'm getting ready, uh, I feel it, the necessity to uh, write another blog about this generation. Um, people always label them, you know, you, we got the millenniums and the, the X generation and, and the, the baby boomers and everything else. This generation is the me generation. Mm. They're not thinking about anything but themselves. And that's right, right. Control. And that's got to change. Agreed. We can't, we can't continue to go on with this idea that you are more important than everyone else. Somewhere along the line, we've got to learn that our importance is minimal compared to some other people. And we're no longer doing that. And that's where the trouble is coming in. I understand. I think I'm going to have to blog it because of the simple fact that I usually blog it before I speak it and um, talk about that in terms of from babies all the way up to senior citizens. And it wasn't, a, as a matter of fact, which I'm quite sure that, that you've, you've come across with your mother being um, a cancer uh, survivor as well. It wasn't until I got deep into cancer, it wasn't until I realized what the elderly must be going through. You know, um, the technology that has changed for the elders. Um, right. The things that may be going on with them that other people don't even recognize until you're in that situation yourself. Um, what the youth might be going through if they don't have two parents in their home or two parents that even care. Um, we have to stop thinking about just me. I'm not saying don't think about just you because self-care is not selfish. But I'm sorry, you got to repeat that nugget one more time. That was beautiful. <laughs> self-care is not selfish. However, we have to think about more than just us. Okay. Okay. Wow. Wow. And I don't wow much, but wow. 
Not many things shock me anymore, but wow. <laughs> so, let, let, let's be clear. Um, we know that you're an author. We know that you're a mom. We know that you're a wife. We know that you're a wonderful person. We know that you're an adventurer. What's left? Ah, good answer. <laughs> Can I broaden that a little bit? Live it, live it to the fullest. But the thing about it is explore what, you, explore what you want to do. Don't explore what others offer you to do. Um, we sometimes walk paths that aren't ours. Mm. The quicker you find your path, the quicker you will find peace. Okay. okay. And peace is what life is about. Having, having a peace of mind, peace, peace of being. You have, to, you have to have that in order for you to be content with who you are. I'm content with who I am. I'm content with if no one wants to call me today. I'm good because I'm content with who I am. I don't need an audience. I don't need a surrounding. I don't need a place. I'm content with who I am. Okay. And that's, that's what people, I think that's what people seek. But when they get it, sometimes they want the applause, so they need the audience. They want the, the comfort of, of other people, so they need more than just the one love. Um, so you got to be content with yourself first. Okay. But doesn't that bleed, for this generation at least, back into thinking about only yourself? There's a fine line. There is yeah, a fine line self, there. Self-care is not selfish. Okay. These young adults and, and some of the young people are selfish. In other words, if they see someone else succeeding, they want to pull them down off the pedestal. Crab if mentality. They see someone else in need, they want to talk about their need rather than help fulfill their need. Okay. Absolutely. That's, that's the difference. That's the difference. The difference is if I'm being self about self. Being about self means I'm willing to uplift others because that uplifts me. Absolutely. You know, there's, there's a difference. Fulfilling, fulfilling my desire to be may be me fulfilling someone else's desire to just have a meal. Okay. Okay. And that's different. That's different. That's that is. That's why I said it's not selfish. Selfish is when you want it to be all about you. You'd be surprised how much you can get uplifted by someone else just by doing something that is not, nothing to you. It means nothing to you. I, w I would actually have been surprised, but this, this uh, particular show has taught me that. We've seen many testimonies, including yours, that we know uplift someone else. So, yeah, I get you on that. Mm -hmm. So let me ask the now becoming famous, if you will, question of our show. Which is about the only thing we actually stick to as far as the format. But I want you to take a moment, breathe on this one, think on this one if you need to. Okay? Mm -hmm. At the end of it all, when you're standing in front of those gates, what do you want him to say to you? Job well done. Oh, too easy. Give me something better. Everyone has that one thing that they want to hear. And and well done, We I, I, I want to pray that everybody's going to receive but he's got that special message just for Nanette. What's it? What is it? The special message is you took children and shaped them into individuals. There you go. You took individuals and shaped them into humans. There you go. Okay. You took and made them love others. 
I love it. I love it. Let's give everybody your socials one more time. Give everybody my what? Oh, your socials and connections one more time. Oh, I'm sorry. My website is www.nanettemubuchanan.com. I'm on Facebook as Nanette Buchanan. I'm on Instagram as Nanette Buchanan. I'm on LinkedIn as Nanette Buchanan. Not hard to find. It's all in my name. My email address is I. N-E-E-N designs with an S at gmail.com and I appreciate you all contacting me and get in touch I also have two podcast shows myself so contact me contact me let's talk absolutely now let me tell you how we do things around here which is always my favorite part of the show aside from the guests ready first and foremost we want to thank you Miss Nanette for taking the time to be with us we know that you could have been anywhere else, and we take time and respect it very preciously around here. We want to thank you for being an advocate for those who cannot be an advocate for themselves. In your former career and your current career, where you're helping, there are so many people out there who definitely need it. And I personally want to let you know that from the bottom of my heart, I am a fan. So thank you so much. Thank you for letting me um, be on your show. And um, I will definitely, definitely, definitely uh, be sharing your link and making sure that people know about it. Well, you do understand at this point, you are now part of fan family. And for oh. those, those who have been on the show, all right, feel free to contact her and let her know what that means in the fullest of what we do. But that simply means we got you. Whenever you have a book to promote, whenever you have a speaking engagement, anything that you need promoted, we got you. Anytime you want to get something off your chest, we got you. Anytime you just want to be on the show, we got you. All right. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You have a permanent platform for whatever you need now. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it because it is something that I will be utilizing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Family should help family always. You be blessed, my sister. You too. Thank you so much and have a great day. All right, bye-bye. See, Fanatics, it doesn't take a whole lot to give a lot. She came across, you know, and said she needed to put a book out there because of the experience is happening to her. That's all it takes. All you have to do is take what you're going through and put it where somebody else can relate because that person that's relating, you never know what they're going through. It could be the exact same thing. Your solution could be their solution or some version of it. Be blessed. We will go in your strength. In your strength we will go. We will flourish until the moon, the moon, the moon is no more. Hallelujah, we will go. 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 La 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 la. We will go in your strength. In your strength we will go. We will flourish until the moon, the moon, 
The moon is no more.